Everybody and welcome back to the breakdown. I'm Luke and I'm Kurt. So good to be here. It truly is. Woo! Wow. Yeah. What a great weekend. It was an amazing weekend. <laughs> it was a heavy weekend. It's heavy. Yeah. 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 And I think as we as we talk a little bit about that today, it can feel heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as I have grown with the Lord. No, I'm not there. We're all in process. But as I've been growing with the Lord. Um, I've just been learning how to how to deal with those weights, you know, and, and rolling them off onto mm-hmm. him. So like, God, whatever you want to reveal, reveal, and mm-hmm. then help me release it so I'm not carrying it super heavily burdensome, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to get into some of that. But uh, of course, we had some of our folks who were away this weekend at a really powerful weekend, which you happened to be there as well. Yeah. So I, I got to go away uh, with some of the people here yeah. to the encounter weekend. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be something that if you haven't heard about it, you'll you'll start to hear more about cool. that. Um, the goal is to expand that and and bring it closer to home for us. Uh, but Encounter is a it's an inner healing ministry, really just a time away for you and the Lord, um, and then other your brothers and sisters in Christ who are there as well. Yeah, um, I loved it, and yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Uh, the way I've been I've been describing it to people is for me. It's like a cat, a catalyst, or like yeah, an enzyme that, mm-hmm. that kind of, you know, the Lord will use to speed up or just enhance the work that He's already doing in you. Mm. Um, and what's cool is you can go multiple times. It's not like marked men where you can only go yeah, once yeah. to the P one and yeah. then you have to go to the the next the next phase. Yeah, but there were people at the encounter that I talked to; they'd gone six times. Oh wow! Yeah, and and it makes sense because the Lord is always working in us mm-hmm. and he always wants us to encounter him yeah so good we're supposed to be going back to him again and again and again we've never arrived yeah so to speak right? right he he want he's a builder and he continues to build on what he's doing in us that's good and so like i said just a few moments ago it really comes back to as we grow with him and spend time with him we're just learning to submit to the process mm-hmm. that's it not being afraid but just submitting to his awesome process amen Hey, yeah. so we had on Sunday, before we get into the prophetic word and the message again, worship was just awesome to dive in, but uh, we had baptisms mm. on Sunday and that was really powerful. It was quite an intimate baptism session, both services. We had, I think, five each. And I will tell you, there was one young man, his name is James. He's seven years old and he was so elated, bro. He oh. was just like, I waited my whole life for this. And <laughs> it, it was perfect. It's like, that's it. Like you get it. You, yes, you get it. Well, I when you said that, I'm like, that's that's the attitude that the Lord wants us to have. <laughs> yes, right. He says yes. you can't come to me unless like you're you're like a little child. Yes, and that you, we can learn a lot from children. So that Absolutely. attitude of I've waited my whole life for this, that expectancy and that joy mm. and that you know that eagerness, that's what we should have with the Lord. Absolutely. So Lord, whatever you have for me, I know it's good, and I know that it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to feel like I've waited my whole life for this. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It was awesome. And, and as I spent some time in the back room in our little class that we do prior to the baptism, just hearing from our different folks that we baptized, what just such powerful stories. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just really beautiful. So quite amazing, whether we're baptizing 25 or 50 or 10. I'll tell you what, it is beautiful. It's powerful. So we look forward to the next baptism. And uh, again, those are our 
Uh, you can watch those at least second service online. There was really an amazing mm. opportunity there to see that and be part of it. So we had this time where uh, typically we have such a an awesome long time of worship and praise. But as we were moving forward in the service, like uh, there was this prophetic word that had to be shared that Pastor Zach and Pastor John mm. um knew about and pastor john had prepared this sought the lord i mean super bowl sunday that's february yeah march he's writing it up and here we are in may right uh, and you and i were kind of talking off the mic just about the stewardship of a word like that to not just come right out and say it you know yes yeah you know and and i think because it happens in a moment yeah. on a sunday but this has been you know stewing and percolating for months mm -hmm. um and so I would challenge each of us to go back and listen to it again. Absolutely. Um, and really, because we have now been entrusted with it. So we need to, um, rather than, you know, shoot from the hip or go off of snap judgments, it's really mm. asking the Lord, like, Lord, what is here for me? Yeah. Um, and studying it because it's, it, it's a hefty, it's a hefty word. And I would actually call it, it's, it's a mandate. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that. What is what is here for me? There's really two aspects I think we need to look at it, and and it's the first part is like, okay, what does this mean? How am I receiving this personally? Mm -hmm. But as we are moving forward, we're beginning to uh, awaken to the idea of what God is actually expecting. We are one body. We have to start Amen. thinking yeah. in terms of what does this mean collectively. So right. you know, am I stewarding it personally? That's the first place because just like the puzzle, if you're not stewarding it personally with that one piece. You can't steward it with Amen. the whole picture. Amen. So yes, personally, go back. Yeah. What is this meaning to me? But furthermore, mm -hmm. with an understanding personally, what does it mean collectively in our church and in the region and in the nation? Yes, and, and that that's something that really stood out to me, especially as we've been talking about it. Um, if you go back and listen, he... The way the the way John was led to present it is like he he would address um, HPC, our yeah. church, but then he would also say the American church. Right. Um, and I think the lesson there for us is for us to understand that it is not just, we are not just part of this church and it's not our church versus all the other churches. Right. It's it, what side am I going to be on in the move of the Lord and mm -hmm. mm -hmm. what he's doing in this region and the nation. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I I'm really glad to hear you know, as we're processing this. And again, our hope as we have moved into greenhouses, we've heard some people using the breakdown and the messages for greenhouses and our hope that, you know, Luke and I are modeling the dialogue of how to come away from a Sunday service mm. and say, hey, this is what happened. What are we thinking? This would be really cool if we're breaking out in our greenhouses and, and having these fresh dialogues. And that was Absolutely. part, part yeah. of your picture from the beginning with well, the breakdown. <laughs> well, that's how, well, this is how we steward yeah. uh, what the Lord is doing. Yeah. We have to have dialogue. And you know, as we, like, I know I'm a verbal processor. So as I discuss and meditate on what has been presented, that's where the Holy Spirit starts to show me, oh, you know, this is the truth, but there's this part of you that needs to go. Yeah. If you're going to accept that as the truth yeah. or this has to change. You know, Luke, as we kind of meditate, and there's so many elements, but as we meditate and dialogue and process this word that God gave to Pastor John and he brought forth on Sunday, one of the things I think we have to be careful of, and I'm glad that we have a rubric from last year when Pastor Zach led us through the seven churches yeah. of Revelation mm -hmm. that, that John by Jesus is getting revelation for. When you watch those churches, I think we have to be very, very careful as we hear this word from Pastor John. We have to be mm. careful because I don't think Pastor John was communicating this. We have to be careful 
that we don't just demonize as a whole yeah. the American church. Amen. We have to Amen. hear what's being yes. said. Right, right. But, but there is a work that I believe that Jesus is pleased with mm -hmm. in our church. There's a refining that needs to come because. Right. And that's why he addresses us. Correct. Who, those whom I love. Yes. I correct. I correct. Yeah. yeah. It's it's for our building up. That's what it is. So if we, because what happens is we're so fickle as humans, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll, we hear something and we're like, oh man, you know, that's right. God's wrath is right. coming upon. We, we shift. We immediately go, listen, we all know, or hopefully we know as we're studying our scripture. Yeah. It's all moving. Jesus mm -hmm. is returning. Right. There are some crazy things that are about to happen, but we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Correct. Correct. And you know, um, I just want to park on this for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Because how we receive uh, uh, correction uh, is often triggered by our own earthly parents. Correct. Now, for years, I've been hearing pastors actually say we are in the like the revival of the Father. Yeah. So the Lord has been intentionally bringing everyone into this individual healing of so their good. image of him as as god the father uh through reconciling or uh walking through the pain caused by earthly parents mm. okay so from that healing now it can be it is easier to receive correction so so if, good so if if you're triggered by yep. correction mm -hmm. ask the holy spirit to show you um to illuminate how is my experience of correction, how has that been um, influenced by my earthly parents? Yep. And how can I be healed? Of, how can I be healed of that and come into a correct view of God the Father who, who loves me? I'm clapping that up. That was so transformational in my life. And I shared it a couple of years ago or, or last year when I was uh, sharing a message that literally transform my life as I'm reading Hebrews 12, which is echoing the proverb that the Lord corrects those whom he loves. I really have been asking the Lord, why have I struggled with correction all these years? And it's, it, yeah, it, we got the parental way of correcting. And it's because I never actually understood that even my earthly father, he didn't have any ought towards me. It wasn't that he just didn't like me. I bought that lie right. for so right. long yes. that he was just so displeased yeah. with me that's why he's correcting me. And I projected that on God, that God is just mm -hmm. so displeased with me. I'm the black sheep. I'm the screw up. I never get it right. That's what the enemy wanted me Correct, to buy. Because he's the father of lies yes. and he's at work in the picture too. Yes. And so when that shift happened and the Lord showed me why I struggled with correction, I was then able to see because it was so black and white for me. If I didn't, this is why I was a perfectionist. If I didn't get it right, I was discarded. Mm -hmm. If I didn't get it right, I was discarded. Yep. No, no, nobody. I'm sure that, you know, people encouraged that in my life unintentionally or intentionally, but the enemy is the one that whispered it. Like you said, he's the father of lies. Right. So as I renew my mind to the truth, like you're talking mm -hmm. about, I realize, wait a minute, if I'm being corrected, it's because God loves me. Yes. He wants me to come to maturity. Yes. So, so therefore he sees that I can mature. Right. It's like, you are ready for this. Yeah. He's not forsaking no, me. He's no. not saying you're a filthy waste. Right. He's saying you're worth investment. Yes. Let's refine it. Right. So this is the great point about the prophetic word, which would then lead us into Pastor Zach's response and, and in one sense, a rebuke to uh, our response to the word. So I think it's really important we flesh all this out that if we can start with, I love the, what paint, the picture you're painting here. If we start with the revival of the Father and understanding we're coming back to a healthy image of the Father, correct. And we understand that fathers correct those whom he loves. Yes. He loves, then we can receive that word 
And I don't think we should move right into just demonizing the mm-hmm. American church or the Western church and saying, yeah, you know, it's it's all filthy and it's all been this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm not sure that's exactly what the Lord was communicating. I just think we can so easily jump on that bandwagon. Right. right. And that's why I think it's important for us to understand we are the American church. Yeah. So so I am part of that too. <laughs> so if we can receive that correction. Yes. You know, and then bringing us to a place of correction on both services. Second service, it was a little more tempered. But first service, I I have to say, you know, I I loved it because I understood it. And I do want to park here for a little while. Yeah, because we should. We do want to, we want to help us all come to a place of understanding. I was talking to somebody and they're like, hey, I was thinking about emailing Pastor Zach because it just seemed so sharp how he communicated to the congregation. First service, it was, you know, Pastor John put the mic down and and people started clapping just by natural response. <laughs> Zach was just like, don't clap at that. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost like this disgust mm-hmm. because Pastor Zach apostolically could hear the heart of what was being communicated and that heart of the father was rising up to say, no, 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 no. If you just clap, you're going to miss the action that's required. And the action that re- is required is not, whoa, this is a great word. The action that's required is repentance. Right. Well, and the thing is, and, and you know, some of it, I think, can be the fault of being in, a, in an auditorium style room. It's you're you're put into a spec. There's a lot of things that if we're yeah. not intentional about it, we can fall into a spectator mode. It's a good point. We are not spectators That's right. in the house of God. That's right. We we live here. Yeah. We are active participants. Yes. Yep. You know, you're you're not imagine yourself sitting at your house and you're just clapping. No, yeah. like you you live in your it's house. Good. You do things in your house. Yes. So when we come to church, like we are part of this. That's right. So I am not here as a spectator. Yeah. I'm here to receive. Um, so I, I think it's helpful to have that reminder for us. It is. And I think it can be a bit of a nuance because, um, again, I, I wasn't bothered by Pastor Zach's uh, rebuke or, no. or stern warning. It didn't bother me. But I do understand how some might receive it as bothersome. I know for me, when I heard the word from from Pastor John, my immediate response was like, oh, my goodness, I got to hit my knees because I was catching it. But it doesn't mean that in another setting or in another time... I wouldn't have clapped. I think it's this this right point of like, okay, we have to settle into hearing like if if Pastor Zach felt by the Lord he had to communicate that, let's receive it, even if it stings. Yes. Let's receive it. Yes. And if it stings, then if it stings, because we know our father loves us, he corrects yes. us. We can go back to the Lord and say, Okay, Lord, why did that sting? Right. right. And so I was sharing this with somebody today. Some, sometimes my wife and I, when we correct the kids, if we, if we can't peg which one of them is doing the wrong, we give this overarching statement to all of them. So there's just something going on. It's Some of it is off. And we're like, hey, we already said we're not going to do that. And inevitably, one of them will say, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> and my wife will always it say- It was her. <laughs> <laughs> my wife will always say, if you weren't doing it, then it's not for you. So maybe this broad scope and broad stroke warning, rebuke needs to be given. Mm -hmm. But if your heart before the Lord was, hey, I was clapping because I am in awe that we have a church that's willing to submit to the word of God, then don't be hurt by that word and that rebuke. Because I will tell you, I firmly believe some of us needed to hear that rebuke from Pastor Zach to jerk the slack right out of our... Uh, attitude and our, right. like you said, the right. un, even if it's unintentional it's spectatorship, unintentional. yeah, unintentional. yes, yes. But we needed it, right? So you see, this is this is the delicate part because I think we're so quick to be like, well, this happened and this happened. And this should went like this and should. 
let's don't, just don't get tripped up by that. Yeah, because there will all there will always, always. be because we are imperfect people. There will always be things like that to get hung up on. Yes. And, and Satan wants us to. Yes, he, does. he wants us to miss yes. what God is doing. Yes. If he can get you to latch on to something else, he will. Can you imagine if we just look at the parable of the sower and Jesus said, if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to understand any others. And what happens when the seed falls by the wayside? Mm-hmm. The birds come and pick yes. it up. So that the enemy will come and snatch the word. Correct. Just yep. so that you yep. miss it. Yep. Hard hearted. Yep. A root of bitterness. <laughs> yeah. Like that. We can, we can live we on can, that we for can a while. Go. <laughs> just keep parking on that. But, but it's so good. So, you know, I, I know it can be a little bit bold and maybe even seemingly flippant that you and I are dialoguing about this. But I think what, what God is using us in the breakdown to do is to kind of kick up something, stir it up, help us get the dialogue going. And even to say like, hey, let's not be distracted by the no, distractions. No, The enemy's trying not. to distract right. us. Exactly. Exactly. So we move from this prophetic word and then Pastor Zach leading us to this place of repentance. I I have to tell you, man, like I know this may have just been me, but as I hit my face for service, um, I just, I instantly saw the shockwave that left our church and hit Walmart and hit mm, Swansea. Mm. And I think what I, what, I, what I was meditating on is I felt the Lord was communicating that we have been wondering how can we be so close to a place like Walmart and yet have not as much of an impact? And the sense that I got from the Lord is that it is that place of repentance that is going to be a shockwave from our church right. to this area and this mm-hmm. region. And I just right. saw it billowing out mm-hmm. like a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think it's also helpful to understand like, well, what is repentance? It's um, good. Because I think a lot of times we think of repentance in the turn in the in terms of punishment. I guess. Yeah, we do. Good point. But really, repentance means to turn. Mm-hmm. So we're turning, but who are we turning to? We're turning go. to Jesus. Yes. Okay, because Jesus is the one who atones for our sin. Yes. So we're understanding that in my sin, I am not looking at Jesus. Mm. I have turned aside. Good point. And gone astray where the enemy wants me to go. But when I repent, I am turning and looking to Jesus. And when we repent, we send a, a message to the world that Jesus is the answer. It's really good. I don't know why that came out as a whisper, but that is just so good. It's just so, it's so powerful. Um, yeah, if we, that's really good. I'm, I'm glad you're helping us break that down because if we can just simply understand repentance, yeah, I mean, godly sorrow leads to repentance. And there's, yeah. an, oh, there's, yes. a, there's, that, it has to be in there. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's the remorse aspect. Yes. But it's not just, I'm sorry. It's stopping what you're doing, right? Turning around 180 degrees and looking and living differently. Right. And, and the thing is, you might not feel the sorrow. Because mm. I think that's something the enemy it's does good, in good us point. is he doesn't want you to feel sorrow. Yeah. So it's looking at the truth. What is true? Jesus is the truth. I'm going to turn and face him. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to live it his way. Yeah, that's good. When, and that's it. So when we come face to face, if we just kind of look at this prophetic yeah. word, this prophetic word was bringing up, kicking up something yes. that, hey, we're, we're missing it here. Correct. So even if we're, not, if we're not moved to compassion or moved to remorse, we still can stop 
turn around, live differently and begin to pray into, okay, Lord, I've been so self-absorbed. I've been happy. I'm okay. And and I have forgotten that my nation is still murdering babies. Even if we've had an overturn here, my nation is still going down this road and celebrating something that is clearly destroying Mm -hmm. what you have. Mm -hmm. That's that's the reality of my relationship with the Lord is not just me and Jesus. No. I am a small part of a much bigger picture. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, yes, the Lord desires you. And, mm-hmm. he, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to minimize that. We can't that. discredit that. Jesus died on the cross so that we, so that we as individuals could have an intimate relationship with the Father. Mm-hmm. That is the heart of it. Yes. Okay. Now, out of that, because he desires to have that relationship with others as well, yeah. he chooses to use us yeah. to spread that message. Yeah. Okay. And so we have to be living from that place. Yes. And, you know, I've heard it described before um, that, you know, is the church a cruise ship or a battleship? And cruise ship Christianity is like, it's just for us. It's a vacation. It's Mm -hmm. a, you know, we'll have our programs for our kids. We'll have this nice little insular community. But really, we're called to go out into into the world w- with this message. Mm. And when we do that, we're engaging spiritually yeah. in spiritual warfare. Yep. Which is really good. It makes total sense because Jesus said that he will build his church and the gates of hell right. will not prevail, which means mm-hmm. gates aren't the action. Mm-hmm. They're the holding back. We're Correct. the action. Yes. As he builds his church, we're the action moving forward on that battleship. That's awesome. Well, one of the things that I really appreciated about Pastor Zach's message, as we move from our time of baptism and worship to the prophetic word, we move into a message which really marries it all together. Mm -hmm. And it was this idea from 2 Samuel 21 that the there had to be some type of avenging for the Gibeonites. Now, if you go back and read Joshua, Pastor Zach laid it out perfectly. This is what happens. And uh, it's great. You can go back and read it in the book of Joshua. But I... With Saul moving forward and bringing such a treachery, you yeah. know, such destruction, there because he broke a covenant. He did. He broke a covenant. And this just goes to show how important. Important. Is. Yes. I was like, we don't yeah. have time to park there. Powers in the gospel. Take the class. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so important. Uh, but it just goes to show how important and how much God honors covenant, which is always a good word for married folks, because even if you're married to an unbeliever or married to a struggling believer, God works with covenant. He really does. So mm-hmm. we don't have time to get into that now. Mm-hmm. But this concept of, hey, there's got to be there's got to be some type of um, requirement here to avenge for the Gibeonites. And if they didn't do that, what I loved was that Zach tied it right in. If we do not do this here and provide for this, uh, the word is escaping me at the moment. I don't know what the word is, but if we don't provide for this and have uh, this atoned for in a sense, then we're not that Pastor Zach was bringing us to the place of those four other giants are not going to come down. You're not going to see them come down. And if we take that and marry it to the prophetic word that was given to us on Sunday, if we do not stop, turn around Mm -hmm. and begin to pray and seek the Lord, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, you know, and I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Mm. So it's important that we stop and say, even if we feel like we're doing all right, that we begin to take responsibility and we're going to see those giants, all these giants out there that have been attacking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, 
go, just to go back to the to the prophetic word yeah. and the repentance and and what Pastor Zach was saying about, um, you know, calling us to the sin that's around us, around mm. us in the culture. Yeah, I think it's important that you know, like we we ask ourselves, like, well, what what does it look like when I'm repenting for that? And to me, like, what kept coming to me was when Jesus was on the cross. And he's saying, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Mm. Because I cannot, I cannot go on behalf of someone else to the Father. Like right. for, for that, that heart change that is required for someone else to come into relationship with the Father. Yeah. But I can, I can call for God's mercy mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can pray on their behalf. Yeah. And what that does is it changes my image of the other party they're they're no longer an other they're a person that's right in need of the love of the father but they are in rebellion yeah but i am now by having that heart i can now be a vessel of of love and compassion to reach into that mess Mm. Mm. this is really powerful because if we think about some of the giants quote unquote that we could be facing that are taunting right and, and really trying to come up against the body of Christ, one of them would be, you know, this, this LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. movement. Right. And, and Christians have typically, historically, really not done a good job. We have fallen on mm-hmm. one ditch or the other, and it's either we're, we're like totally, you know, telling them all they're going to hell right. and all these different things, and they don't have any rubric for it or framework for it, or we're going to the other side and we're saying, hey, listen... Come in here. Everybody's accepted. You can stay as you are. Stay as you are. You don't have to change. We're even gonna we're even gonna heap up some teachers and pastors Mm -hmm. that are in the same lifestyle. We've missed it on both sides. Yes. Yes. And 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 truth just cuts right down the middle. We don't get to decide what truth is. Mm -hmm. God decided what truth is. And so as we begin to pray into, I I ran into a a young girl last night, young woman last night. I thought she needed help with her car, so I walked Mm -hmm. over because I have the cables to jump her car. And I just began to, I felt that the Lord had something for her and I'm communicating to her. And she was saying, actually, I grew up Christian, but I, I really am pressing into paganism. I have to say, mm. I'm seeing a rise of this paganism and this witchcraft. Yeah. And again, if we think about these giants, these things that yep. are taunting, you know, I, I think if you grew up as a Christian and you're turning to paganism, mm-hmm. you know, part of that may be the, the poor job that we have done right. teaching and right. training. Right. Yeah. About who God is and what actually is available. Mm. And so we have a responsibility. Now, I, I was looking at that girl. I talked to her. We shared a little bit. And I was like, hey, this may be a giant and I'm not going to take it down by Bible thumping or whatever Correct. it may be. Yes. So I began to pray into it. I began mm-hmm. to pray for her. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really just yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Is what yeah. you're communicating is there's so many of these different giants out there. Right. But if we're not actually like, I began to say, okay, Lord. You know, how do I begin to pray for this young lady who grew up? She has she has missed who you are. Mm-hmm. And you were saying, hey, it doesn't mean that I can take the the sin of her life upon myself no, and bring it to the no, Lord. I, can't. But I say, God, meet her in her dreams. Right. Like right. continue to send yes, people, show yes. her that you've been yeah, after her. Right. And and you know, in conversations, like we can we can say things like, I'm sorry if your experience of Christians has has turned you away from the truth of Jesus. Mm. But I I follow, you know, I follow Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus has changed my life and I know he can change yours. Yeah. And I'm willing to to talk with you and spend time with you and walk with you through that. Which is so good. 
Right. Because when we look at it, we tend to think of, like I said in the beginning, we tend to think of these big overarching movements. Right. And we we think that we're going to be standing on the street corner with a picket sign tearing it down. No. It's probably not going to happen that way. Even with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, I, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what what has that produced? What will it continue to produce if not the heart mm-hmm. be changed? Right. If we do not really repent. What yeah. is what is a law gonna do? Right. Again, I'm I'm being right. a little no. You know, and repentance is looking to Jesus yes. and asking how does he handle these situations? Yes. How did he handle the woman caught I, in the act of adultery? Yep. <laughs> so good. He tells her to go sin no more yep. at the end, but he meets her. Yeah. And he 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 loves her. Yep. Or even the woman at the well. This is why when I was praying about mm-hmm. this, and I've shared this with you before, John 4, the woman at the well, I feel like that is the answer right now. So the Samaritans were a despised group of people. You know, she had already gone through five husbands and was with somebody that wasn't her husband now. And yet you find Jesus having dialogue with a woman, let alone a Samaritan. Right. And here he is. So we we have really got to, like you said, mm-hmm. it's got to be that repentant heart of God. We're totally missing it as a nation. Right. Like Pastor Zach was saying, it's not the government's fault. They don't know any better. We as the church stood idly by because we caught. So some of the things we've been preaching mm-hmm. for a long time, we caught wind of the American dream and we married it to our gospel. Yes. And we somehow made them synonymous. Yes. And again, I'm not opposed to finances. I'm not going to be that guy that's preaching against being no. rich. I'm, yeah. I'm just oh, literally no, no, no. saying we have to understand that if we are pursuing the truth of God's right. word and his gospel alone, right. we cannot be well, doing Well, it's what what is the goal here? Yeah. yeah. Is it is it my kingdom or, or the father's kingdom? Yes. And Pastor John brought it up several times. He said, judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So what, but what's the purpose of the judgment in the house of the Lord? It's so that we can actually be functioning yes. as the house of the Lord. That's it. And and reaching and transforming the world around us, mm-hmm. which is our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know the out of the giants that Zach was um, going over, the one that really stood out to me was the whole the threshold. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and how often we get stuck in these threshold places. Yeah, where it's I am not fully transitioning to the next step that the Lord's calling me to. Um, I'm also looking behind. You know, it's like we have to continue to move, move forward, mm. move forward into his truth, fully accept his truth. Um, and then when he points something out in us, like, well, let's deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. There's 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 so much, I think, in terms of, of Sunday and where, but what we need to be aware of, you know, is stay in that place of a repentant heart. Understand that. God is really looking to this bride of Christ, not just to be purified mm-hmm. and to be holy as he's called us to be holy, but to do what Jesus told us to do, mm-hmm. to preach the gospel to every creature and to Amen. make disciples. Yes, yes. Because there's more that belongs to the bride. Mm-hmm. And as the hours get darker, again, I just think about this, this current rise of witchcraft and paganism. We can look at it and we can be afraid, or we can realize that the greater one is inside of us. And so many are searching for something mm-hmm. supernatural. Yes. We have yep. the supernatural yep. inside of us. And why are we going to sit here and, and hide our light under a bushel? And, and a, you know, in a bowl, we have to be ready. So I, what I gather from Sunday is that there is a level of required maturity that we're being called to. Right. Yes. Amen. Amen. And, and you know, I also want to say um, I was convicted from the, from the word and even just um, reminded of how I'm supposed to view 
Sundays. Yes. You know, because that that spectator thing, that's something that we're all we, we all, slip all into. fall yep. prey to that. Like I, I do too, especially and then sometimes like even like if you're up on the stage singing, like yeah. it's easy to like, oh, I'm just so focused on singing my part correctly. Mm-hmm. Or um, you know, like just oh the earpieces are coming out. <laughs> you know, like, I know, so, I know. It's such a battle, you know. It really is. Um sometimes real. Right. But it's like, you know, like understanding it's really not about that. No. Like it's not about it's about what's going on in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can strive for better skills and and you know, you know, doing our our part well, but it's not about it is not about that. Yeah. You know, Luke, it's really good you say that because we can hear a message from Sunday and we can instantly, like I said earlier. We're so fickle. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, sometimes we'll turn on a dime and we'll miss the whole point. What do we do? We move into sacrifice, but that's not what God said. Mm-hmm. In fact, what he said is obedience I desire, Correct. not sacrifice. Yeah. What I'm looking for is an obedient heart mm-hmm. because we want to just say, we hear a word from Sunday and we, we want to just be like, okay, that's it. This, 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 and this. And we get all these things instead of really what you've been talking mm-hmm. about. Repenting is turning to Jesus, yes. looking to Jesus, yes. and asking him for the next move. Mm-hmm. Because all that's really required is not this, you know, uh, amazing sacrifice, mm-hmm. but just to be obedient yes. to how the Lord yes. is leading you yep. and how he's leading us as a bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we have to be in dialogue with each other. Correct. We have to talk. Um, James, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you can be healed. There's there's a, a healing that comes yeah. when we when we talk with one another about, okay, so there's the Lord showed me this. This part of my heart is not right. Um and then we just pray for one another. There's a there's a sealing that happens yeah. there. And we grow together because we come to find I at least in my experience, you come to find out you're not that different from everyone else. We all struggle in a lot of the same ways. And that's part of the healing that comes. So good. Because Satan wants to keep you isolated and make sure. you feel like you're the only one that mm-hmm. feels this way. Mm-hmm. If anyone thinks he stands, let him take heed lest he fall, for no temptation has overtaken you except such as common mm-hmm. to man. Okay, so we see that. We, I know the rest of the verse says that God is faithful, but, but we need to see it's common. So the moment you start to hear that whisper of that, oh, you're just, it's just yeah. you, yeah. you're a mess. You're extra bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's a whisper from Satan. You know that's a lie. So I know we've tackled a lot. I know we've talked about a lot. Again, we pray and hope that you have these dialogues. Um, Luke and I are not not aiming to settle on all these right points, but really to foster and encourage and facilitate dialogue mm-hmm. amongst ourselves and others. So yeah. we, we trust that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Awesome. All right. So let's pray. Yes, sir. Uh, Father, we just come before you and ask that you would... Um, well, you are going to do this because you are faithful and you always do this, but that you would show us uh, the areas in our hearts where we have not been looking at Jesus Mm. uh, and that we would look to Jesus and allow his light uh, to illuminate the darkness um, and continue to make us holy and and perfect in in your sight like Jesus. Um, And that we would uh, see the world and those around us and the sin around us the way you see it, um, with your heart, that your heart would come down and invade ours, mm-hmm. um, that we would um, show your mercy and your love uh, to those who are in sin, just as you did that for us. Um, but we would walk with people, but mindful of your truth, uh, that we would not be led astray, um, but we would, while not compromising the truth, 
still be engaged and calling others to look at Jesus just as we look to Jesus. And I just pray that uh, you continue to protect um, the pastors of our church as we move forward um, in this next stage that I I sense that you're calling us to, Mm. uh, that there would be a deeper level of protection, um, a clarity that you would protect their families um, and that they would know that they belong to you, that they would not question um, the words that you have given them, that they would not question the direction that you've given us as a church, but we would boldly press forward knowing that the enemy um, has been defeated, Mm. um, he is being defeated, and he will be defeated. Uh, We just look to you and we're following after you. It is your work. It is your bride. It is your church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All I kept hearing on Sunday and I heard when you were praying again is, I belong to Jesus. Mm. (laughs) All right, folks, any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email info at hpc.church in your subject line. Go ahead and put breakdown and they'll get it over to Luke and I. But other than that, it's been a great show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. That's The Breakdown. Catch you next week.